You are listening to audio from the Rail City campus of CA Church. We are a church fervently committed to bringing the good news to the city of Port Moody. We hope this message helps you grow in your personal relationship with Jesus. We are starting a new series this summer and this morning as we are walking through the I Am's of Jesus. And so this morning we're going to talk about, uh, yeah, we're talking about before Abraham was I Am. I Am. And the big question that we are asking is this. Who did Jesus say he was? Who did Jesus say he was? It's probably a question I know that people, as I talk with people at coffee shops and on the streets and various places and spaces, even in a city like Port Moody, people are still curious about this question. Who was this man, Jesus, who lived 2,000 years ago? Who was this person, Jesus, who walked the planet? Who is this person, Jesus, that we have uh, written books about and songs about and prayed uh, prayed prayers to at Thanksgiving with Grandma? And uh, who is this person, Jesus, that our calendar is based off of? This is the question we are asking. This is the question we are asking. And what we're going to do throughout this series this summer is we're going to look at Jesus' own words. Who did Jesus say he was? Who did Jesus say he was? Jesus, in a dialogue with his disciples, asked this question. He said, who do people say I am? They said, some say Elijah, some say a prophet, and, and they give various different answers. And there's many ideas in our day about who Jesus is. Some people say, oh, well, he must, he's probably a good teacher. He was an important person at the very least. He was a prophet. He was enlightened. Some say he was a heretic. Others say he was deceptive. He was the son of God. Some of you, many of you believe he was God, but others will say he was just a man. This is one of the most important questions that we can ask, and this is one of the most important questions that we can answer. Who is Jesus? Don't worry about crying babies. It's fine. It's family service. Uh, We're we're used to it. It's going to be good. Jesus then asks another question. Not who do people say I am, but who do you say I am? I think this is a very important question for us to all answer as well. Who do we believe this person, Jesus, to be? And if you recall, Peter says, you are the son of the living God. And Jesus says, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. You might have the same answer as Peter. You're the son of the living God. You might resonate with the answer of others. If you're from a Muslim background, you might see Jesus as a prophet. If you're an atheist, perhaps you think Jesus was a myth or maybe just merely a historical person. There's a lot of different answers you can give when considering this question, but here's the classic challenge, and I'm I'm sure you've heard it before if you spent some time in church. C.S. Lewis said, Jesus is either a liar, he is a lunatic, or he is Lord. Jesus was either a liar, he made it all up, he had lost his mind, he thought he was God, but really he just had lost it, or he truly was Lord. And the reason for this is that his writings and his teachings and his I am statements give us no other option but those three, liar, lunatic, or Lord. He can be rejected. Jesus perhaps could be corrected or he could be accepted at his word. But we cannot simply reduce him to just a teacher or a good person. He either either was who he said he was 
he was a deceiver or he'd lost his mind. This is the point that Lewis makes. So here's the I am statements that we are going to be walking through this summer in, our very, in all of our services. Next week, we'll be talking about I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. The following week, we'll be talking about I am the light of the world. This morning, we're talking about before Abraham was, I am. Some say I am the door of the sheep. Jesus also says I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And I am the vine. And we're going to look at these words and we're going to inquire into what they truly mean. And we're going to consider for ourselves each week, who is Jesus? Who did he say he was? And how do I respond? And how do I respond? So today, we're going to start with Jesus' uh, boldest claim. Perhaps hardest to understand. Where he says, before Abraham was, I am. Have you ever heard someone make an outrageous claim before? I'm the smartest person on the planet, right? I'm the best looking person of all time. I'm the greatest athlete, right? They, they make, have you ever heard someone make an outrageous claim before and you thought, that's absolutely ridiculous? Perhaps some would have thought this of Jesus as well. And so today, we're going to read from John chapter 8. And if you're willing, and if you're able, would you please stand as we read God's word? Most important words you're going to hear as we look at today's I am, where he says, before Abraham was, I am. Here comes the rain. Watch out. Here's what he said. I'll make the message short, okay? He says this in verse 31, Jesus said to the people who believed in him, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. But they replied, we are descendants of Abraham. We've never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean you will be set free? Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family, but a son. So if the son sets you free, you are truly free. Yes, I realize you are descendants of Abraham, and yet you're trying to kill me because there's no room in your hearts for my message. I'm telling you what I saw when I was with the father, but you are following the advice of the father. Our father is Abraham, they declared. No, Jesus replied, for if you were really children of Abraham, you would follow his example. Instead, you are trying to kill me because I told you the truth which I've heard from God. Abraham never did such a thing. No, you're imitating your real father. They replied, we aren't illegitimate children. And for the sake of time, let's jump forward. So then they retorted. What Jesus said was this in verse 52. This verse 54. I, if I want glory for myself, it doesn't count. I'm going to jump to 50, sorry. The people said, no, you're possessed by a demon. Even Abraham and his prophets died. But you say, if anyone obeys my teaching, they will never die. Are you greater than our father Abraham? He died so that the prophets, just like, and what, who do you think you are? Jesus answered, if I want glory for myself, it doesn't count. But if it is my father who will glorify me, you will say he is our God. But you don't even know him. I know him. And if I said otherwise, I would be a great liar as you. But I do know him and obey him. 
Your father Abraham rejoiced as he looked forward to my coming. He saw it and he was glad. The people said, you aren't even 50 years old. How do you say that you've seen our father Abraham? Jesus replied, and here's our I am. I tell you the truth, before Abraham was even born, I am. And at that point, they picked up stones to throw at him. But Jesus was hidden from them and he left the temple. God, I pray that you would speak to us in the middle of this rainy storm. <laughs> the God, that we would hear from you this morning. Speak to us now, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Here is what is happening. They are confused. They are confused because Jesus is making claims that he is greater, that he has more understanding, and that he can direct people to faith than Abraham, the father of the faith. And you might be able to imagine why they're confused. Abraham was the father and founder of the faith and Jesus is asserting himself as more authoritative than Abe. And not only that, Jesus is asserting that he, was, he existed at the time or before Abraham. Finally, Jesus makes a claim, a profound and divine claim. And if not true, a blasphemous claim. He says, before Abraham was... I am, those words I am are very important for us this morning. So let me dig into some of these, the, the situation that's happening here in this passage. Because as we are reading many, many verses, we can get lost, we can get confused. Here is the first claim that Jesus makes in this passage. Faith is not through family. Faith is not through family. Jesus challenges their thinking and tells them that it is not through the blood of Abraham that they're made right with God, but rather through faith in the God of Abraham. Those who shared and believed in the faith of Abraham are considered his ancestors and they will be saved. He is making a very important distinction for them and for us. They believed that they were saved simply because of their relation to Abraham. But Jesus helps us understand there's actually a difference. He's saying that it is through faith that we are saved, not, not through ancestry. To help us understand this distinction, the modern equivalent would be to say that you are Catholic because you come from an Irish or Italian background. Or those who claim they're Anglicans because they're British. Jesus is challenging them and us to remember it's not through blood or lineage that one is saved, but through faith. If we carry the faith of our fathers, if we believe it for ourselves, we are saved. But it is not simply through birth. And this is important for those of you here who are kind of like, yeah, I'm in. Because like my parents are in and my grandparents are in and they all believe. And even though I really, you know, don't worship God or spend much time with God or, or recognize him as God, I'm in because they're in. And Jesus says, no, it is not through blood. It is not through ancestry. It is not it is not, not through, through our, our forefathers and foremothers that we are saved. I always laughed in the Alpha series when I first heard it, when Nicky Gumbel famously said, uh, he, says, he says, if you're born in a McDonald's, it doesn't make you a hamburger, right? <laughs> <laughs> and in the same way, he would say, just because you are born into a Christian family or a Christian nation, it does not make you a Christian, 
Jesus is challenging the Jews with a similar challenge, and he is challenging us today. It is not through Abraham that you have faith, but it is through me, is what he's saying. Here's the second outrageous thing he says. He says, before Abraham was, I am. Here's what I think he's saying. I'm the founder of the faith. If you've ever read Hebrews chapter 12, it says that we, it says, therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great crowd of witnesses of the life of faith, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. Why did he pick Abraham? Why didn't he choose Moses or David or one of the, the other prophets? Abraham was considered the founder of the faith, the first in the lineage. And Jesus is stating, I am the founder. I am the starting point of faith. Jesus claims before Abraham was, I am. Now here's the problem. Abraham was born thousands of years before Jesus, many generations previous to him. He was Jesus' great, great grandfather. And the old, the age old saying, which came first, the chicken or the egg, would apply in this situation. Which came first, the grandfather or the grandson, right? And yet Jesus is making a statement and he's saying, before Abraham was, I am. And this confused them. In our day, we might ask, is Jesus a time traveler? <laughs> the other day, we just passed the end anniversary. Stephen Hawkins threw a party at Cambridge for time travelers. He didn't announce the party. He didn't announce the date until the day following the party. And what he assumed was this. If someone was truly from the future, they would hear about this party. They could come back in time and join me. And he sat there all alone, all night long. <laughs> no one came to the party. Jesus is not saying, I'm a time traveler. He is saying that he existed eternally before Abraham. Let me speed things up. <laughs> Jesus then makes a divine claim. He says, <laughs> and it would be mind-boggling, insane, and blasphemous. He says, before Abraham was, I am. These words, I am, are very important. They're found in Exodus chapter 3, where Jesus says, Moses protested, if I go to the people of Israel and tell them, the God of the ancestors has sent you, they'll ask, what is his name? What should I tell them? You remember the scene at the burning bush? And God replies to Abraham, I am who I am. Say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent you. Say this to the people of Israel, Yahweh, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has sent you. This is my eternal name and my name to remember for all generations. So what does this mean? God said to Moses, when he asks this question, who shall I say sent me? He says, I am sent you. In Hebrew, this is the Hebrew word, ayah, has sent you. Literally, I will be. Here is what Jesus is saying. I will be has sent you. When he says, I will be, he's saying the one who is, the one who was, and the one who will be has sent you. And so when Jesus says before Abraham was, I am, he is making this proclamation. He is saying, I am Yahweh. I am the one who was, the one who is, and the one who will be. It's a powerful, powerful statement. 
All other gods and all other things were created, have a birth date and expiry date. But he is saying, I am and always will be. I am. He is proclaiming that he is Yahweh in the flesh. He is the God of Israel among them. And this is why they pick up stones. Because these claims would have been incredibly blasphemous and punishable by Jewish law. This is the equivalent of today, of me getting up here today and saying, I am Jesus Christ, right? And you would all say, that is crazy, right? (laughs) You need to get your head checked. (laughs) They thought this about Jesus. Not only was it illegal, but it was absolutely insanity to suggest that he was Yahweh. He is claiming to be God. He is claiming to be everything that God is. He is claiming to be eternal. He is a claiming to be self-existent. He is claiming to be all-knowing, all-powerful, uncreated, and eternal. This is why this I am is profound. It's profound. It was deeply troubling. It was concerning and baffling to those who heard it in that day. And so let me end with this. <laughs> All right, let me end with this. Who do you believe Jesus to be? Do you believe he was who he said he was? Do you believe he was simply a liar? Or did you think he was a uh, lunatic? Because if you believe that Jesus was Lord, Jesus was Lord, it changes absolutely everything. That he is Yahweh in the flesh. This is the decision we need to make this morning. And so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray really quick and invite the band up. We're going to sing what a beautiful name and conclude the service. All right. (laughs) So Lord, thank you so much for this morning. Thank you for this really challenging word where you are saying, I am the founder of the faith. I am the one in whom you should put your trust. Faith is not found through family. It is found through me. Lord, what a challenge for us here this morning. Do we truly believe that you are the I am? And for those of us who are struggling to believe, help our unbelief, we pray. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. 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 Thanks for listening to this message. If you've been listening to our sermons, but you're not a part of a church community, we would love to have you join us. You can go to cachurch.ca slash rail city to find out more information about getting involved in the life and mission of the rail city campus of CA church.